Dad was in Florida and I'm in New York. My family's in Florida. I'm in New York. Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week we are home alone again. In the two. <laughs> or are, are we the Sticky Bandits? Oh, yeah. We'll have to see. Formerly known as the Wet Bandits. Yes. Last, I was about to say last year. Last time we done a christmas episode last time on disaster House's christmas special <laughs> last time we done a christmas episode it was for home alone and mm. i think towards the end of it we realized we probably had taken the wrong approach yeah to it and we shouldn't have been kevin we should have been the wet bandit so maybe we'll go that route i, I'm, I think we'll yeah we can kind of between the two <laughs> yeah yeah well you see there's a few things to be said about like what you would do in the situation if you were kevin uh but i think ultimately we might arrive at we, we would just be marv and harry i was mixing up i was like I was, marv and the other guy i was thinking of <laughs> harry and lloyd oh yeah uh but yeah uh so so this is our christmas episode i wouldn't call it a christmas special because there's uh not, not, nothing special about it yeah, I feel I feel kind of unprepared for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> but no. What I was going to say is uh, this is our Christmas episode, but not Christmas special because we're going to do something else for patron only that I yeah. would consider more a Christmas special. Even though I'm not, I, I imagine you're not too prepared for that either. No, because I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, I need to point out this episode's not sponsored by Heineken. Uh, but I'm drinking a Heineken. <laughs> Makes no sense to anybody listening. I know, yeah. Um, it's Friday night. It's see at the moment near Christmas. At the moment, drinking. I'm drinking a non-alcoholic beer, which I don't think I need to blur that out because what an IPA, non-alcoholic, no brand name. That Not is bonkers. Where <laughs> like, did you get that? Little. That's hilarious. They don't have a brand on it. It's brewed. It is somebody like a brewer you'd see around, but they don't really. I I don't know why. Yeah, they yeah. just don't want to put their name on top of the non-alcoholic. Yeah. It actually, tastes pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not good enough on this. Just <laughs> the hard stuff. It's yeah. funny because lager, non-alcoholic lager, tastes like shit. Oh, like it's tire- you can yeah, taste the absence of alcohol. I I actually can't drink it. No, it's pretty horrible. Uh, uh, although. These guys actually do a pretty good one. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. It's, it's quite good. But that IPA, you wouldn't notice the difference. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't I, know there's not alcohol yeah. in it. I, I was at a wedding in the summer and my mate, uh, he had to drive home after the wedding and he was really pissed off about it. and Because he couldn't get any accommodation like beforehand. Like They just ran out of like, rooms in the hotel right. and stuff. And he'd know where he could stay. Oh, jeez. You can take like, the Re- al- yeah, alcohol. Yeah, now he tastes <laughs> the It's uh, weird. Yeah. I haven't tasted alcohol yeah, yeah. in years it seems yeah. and he was really annoyed about it so he drove to the wedding then it was handy for me because he drove me to the wedding so. right uh, but we're at the wedding and he was like drinking 
no, no, Who was this? Uh, Cahill. Oh, okay. And uh, his wife had told him, like, oh, I know, you, you may, don't have too many of them before you come home. And he's like, it's 0.01% alcohol in them. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah. And she doesn't really drink. And yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. he was like, no, no. If I drink 20 of them, I'll have had, like, not even one beer. Yeah. And then he decided that night he was going to drink 20 of them. And he got to, like, 15 or something before he left. It was crazy. I had a... You won't be able to drink 20 of them. Yeah. Was, That'd be like sitting down and drinking, like, 20 Coca-Colas. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. But he just, but he, he just started... He came down, sat down at the table and went, that's number 20. Okay, I'm backwards. You know? <laughs> it was really funny. But now, so, to, to get back to what I was saying. So, this is our Christmas episode. Yeah, not a Christmas special. We're going to do a more of a oh, Christmas yeah. special for patron or patrons. Uh, so if you want to hear that, uh, sign up to Patreon. Yeah, we uh, would love your support. Uh, there's a two dollar tier and a five dollar tier. Uh, it doesn't matter to us which you choose. Uh, you can look and see what you get for each. Uh, you get bonus episodes for the two dollar one. Uh, if you want to move up, you can. Uh, we've had a couple of patrons since. We last uh, gave a shout out. Oh yeah. Well, actually, we had one a while back that I that I never gave a shout out because I didn't want to name them. Oh yeah. Uh, because they're uh, how would you say it? Uh, paranoid, I guess. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> so shout out to the Smoking Light Gun or Wisdom of Comics on YouTube if you want to check him out. He's a patron. That's why he has like multiple usernames. He doesn't like being right. linked. To Did the... we do some episodes on his YouTube? I'm trying to remember. We done episode, yeah. On uh, the same, we did the Batman one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. That was uh, Wisdom of Comics. Ah, uh, yeah. But he's the smoking light gun. Is the podcast he's going to do? Oh, but he doesn't put his his real name on it, is it? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, so if you go or maybe he channel, doesn't want even... people know that the smoking light gun is Wisdom of Comics. Oh, maybe I fucked that up already. <laughs> <laughs> Check out his YouTube anyway. We're on some of the streams. yeah. We're on some episodes. You'll see us there. But also, uh, shout out to Denise. Duffy and Ben Sewell, Sewill, Sewill, S E W I L L. I don't. I've never actually heard that surname before. No. Ben, let us know what the history of that surname is because it's really odd. Yeah. Did you make it up? Yeah, it could be. He just made it up. No, it seems it's a real name. Oh, it's yeah. a very odd name. Oh wait, it's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those names we lost in like the famine because they all left the country or died. Yeah, uh, Ulster Midlands. I've, I'm from the Midlands. I've never heard that name in my life. How's it spelled again? Let me see. S e w e l l. I've never that with a W. There's no W's in Irish. Though. Well, it's not. This this isn't. I suppose it's the English spelling, but it's origin because the, yeah, the Irish is probably Seville. Actually, it's Su- probably B H. Sulai is kind of. Oh yeah. The Irish is O actually. So it's O S U L L I G H. Oh yeah. Is the Irish? So yeah, they just kind of took how names were pronounced and mm. how they thought they were pronounced, and then spelt it in English. <laughs> Even says the Irish version is very rare. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, sorry, I, I should have read all this. So it's of, of English origins, but was popular in Ireland for a period in Ulster, uh, uh, but it's yeah. quite rare. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, Ben, cheers, and the news, cheers. Ben. cheers. I don't know if either of them are on like our social media or in discord or that but uh, oh, yeah. join us on discord we have private Definitely. channels for patreon users yeah. it's weird when i see people pop up on like patron patreon i hate calling a patreon it's such a dumb name oh yeah do you know what they just couldn't get the url for patron 
Oh yeah, so just put an extra yeah. in the letter. But yeah, so when I see people pop up on, it's weird when they pop up on Patreon. You're like, how's this the first place I'm seeing you? You think you'd see them yeah. on other social media you'd before see them on Discord or whatever first? Mm. Yeah, but yeah, you can also chat to us on tis- Discord. We both have it on our phones, so you can you pretty much get us any time of the day. I don't <laughs> actually. I don't keep it on my phone. Oh, do you? No, no. I I find I it easier on my phone. I don't. I reply to people when I'm like on the bus and stuff. I don't yeah. use any like social media on my phone. Oh, yeah. Just music and podcast apps. It's fair. Yeah. It's the, the future, man. <laughs> it's the healthier option. It is, yeah, yeah. Now I do stuff like for Twitter and that because we have to like keep updated. Uh, yeah. Like I'll go. On, I'll if I do if I need to do something, I'll go in on browser and go to it. But that's yeah. So that's there's a that's just enough effort that I'll only do it if I need to. You know. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, it's fair. But anyway, so Home Alone. It's not really Home Alone, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, its full name is Lost in New York, right? Home yeah, Alone 2, so. Lost in New York. Set a year after, but I think made two years, or at least released two years, but it looks yeah. like it was shot pretty much. It, it's after. one of those things I always forget just how young Macaulay Culkin is, is in the first one. That yeah, then I, I always think he's much older in New York, but yeah, I think he's just eight and ten, and there's yeah, yeah. Like I guess there's a good bit of a difference between an eight year old and a ten year old. You don't take like when you if you watched if you watched Home Alone and then a year later or two years later watch Home Alone two, you think they look the exact same. It's only when you compare them directly, yeah. you're like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah, it's a big difference. I remember so. Well, actually, what year was Home Alone two? 92 but oh yeah just need to check yeah 92 because I remember like I saw that in the cinema when I was a kid yeah I uh, probably saw it on like straight to vi- I saw, probably saw it on video like as soon as it came out in video yeah I definitely saw it in the cinema because I remember I I think I tried to like I forgot where I was and got up to rewind something at one point my <laughs> okay. man had to pull me down <laughs> or something I don't know <laughs> um <laughs> But I think, like, I remember that being huge. Like, there being a lot of advertising for it. Yeah, Like, yeah. obviously, it was because the first one was such a success. Like, you know the tape recorder he has in it? Oh, yeah. You, you don't I remember don't remember that. Song. Jesus Christ. How do you not remember that? Yeah. You don't remember that? Like, that's, like, the big, big like, plot point. He's got this tape recorder. Oh, yeah. With him the whole time that he's... That's how he, like, books the hotel, because it can change your voice and stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's And it was, like... It was basically the whole thing, like, ad for Talk It was an ad boy, for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wasn't it Talk Boy, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah and Talk Girl was the same thing, but pink. Yeah. But they, and, but also, they didn't do any of the shit they'd done in the film. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they'd done it, but just not to the extent they do in the film, yeah. where it, like, completely changes his voice. Oh, yeah, it's just another actor doing the voice, where, like, the, the talk man would just slow down your voice, so we, we, you would talk like Yeah, this, yeah. Like, that is all it really does in the film, but in the film it's at least implied that it's uh, there's some some way it can like it can be precise and go back to certain parts of the tape. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a real film trope. Like, yeah, you, you just go and you know exactly what point you're at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember there was some tech at the time that could do that, and I'm not sure how it worked. Cause, can you remember two XL? just talking about christmas presents now but this might be something we went on the patron episode like our favorite christmas presents we got but one year i got 2xl it was a robot toy 
I'd say if you show me a picture, that's of how, now, yeah, I yeah. know exactly what you mean. I'm not thinking of the best pre- Christmas presents I got in my head. And Keep I, that for the next episode. And they're both pretty good that in the survival. Was, things, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. And you put tape. That's so 80s looking, even though it was 90s. But well, that, this was the original one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. The, you put tapes in them and, like, he'd, you'd learn shit, like. And oh, and he, they, but they had programming in them, so he'd do different things and stuff. So. Yeah, you would answer questions and you would press a certain button and it would go to that section of the tape and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't know how that tech worked with a cassette tape. Like, it must have just. But I bet it had to re- at, at the start every time, so it knew how long I had to rewind. So if you put the tape in midway, it wouldn't have a clue what it was doing. Oh yeah, no, you know I imagine I mean? that for sure. But still, it's yeah. I'm not sure about the mechanics of how that works. Yeah. Anyway, it's probably just no new time codes for. Yeah, things. yeah. I guess it's like cause, like I mean, we used to be able to like put. <laughs> Remember, we used to be able to put video games on cassettes. Oh, I always. I say it's that. like we lost. I, we used to, as if we, we, lost, we lost that technology. technology. <laughs> oh. I, I remember that, like being over, like with kids who were like my parents' friends, that the, the uh, their kids and over in their house, and you take like the tape and you'd load it on the game, and it basically had to play. It was really annoying because I had to play the tape, and it took like twenty minutes. It count down, yeah, and then you could play the game. Mm. And, uh, what I could never understand about it was like but wouldn't it just remember that game then if you just didn't turn it off <laughs> I think yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I think so but I think um, yeah no it definitely did because I remember yeah like borrowing games and doing that and yeah. but the game didn't ha- the, the tape didn't have to be in, have to be in it like, no no it was really you just silly. had to load it like. yeah yeah but it's like now it's like installing the game now I mean yeah yeah wow uh, but but that was great tech because like the the graphics were insane for it's probably like three hundred kilobytes the whole thing yeah but it was better than like floppy disk you know oh yeah yeah it was, it was better than the alternatives at the time yeah, yeah and they could store like a surprising amount of information yeah but also it just meant anybody had access like it was hard like for like young programmers it was difficult to they could program games make their own games but actually getting them onto a floppy disk was the hard yeah. part yeah but anybody could get them onto a tape at the time yeah I suppose so you just had like that i remember like you used to get like decent you the, I remember the commodore 64 magazine you would get like a game with it every week and it'd be like street fighter but yeah. it'd just be a port of like some other version of it but it was just that easy to do or they'd have some like some 17 year old would oh, yeah. make a game like elon musk i think like he when he was like 14 he won some award in south africa for programming a game and it was like released with the commodore 60 what well, that issue that's with the really commodore funny. 64 so he was always going to be elon musk like yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. but it's always those people like uh it's funny <laughs> now it might be it might not have been commodore 64 no, but, but it was, was something he yeah, definitely yeah. like won some like best game of the month or something and it was with right. some issue of let's go oh like I wonder if you could track down like a pristine copy of that. It's probably <laughs> yeah. worth a lot of money. Yeah, Elon probably doesn't own, even own one of them. No, I bet it's in a glass case, like at the end of the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's proudest. It's just proudest achievement. Like the guys put shit and put a car in space and stuff. But that's his proudest achievement. <laughs> the guy has like changed the automobile, the entire automobile industry. But yeah, he's still. Whole, whole other tangent, but I, did I send you that video about the new type of battery that 
the guy who invented the original lithium battery. No. He's like this guy in his like eighties and he invented uh he invented stuff like the capacitor or something. Like some okay. really mad like, like the ultra capacitor or something. Yeah, like lo- he he invented loads of modern tech like pretty much ninety percent of the modern world is because of this one guy. Yeah, yeah. And he was never happy with the lithium battery basically. And he's just spent the last thirty years trying to pr- make a different and he's made a different battery and I think they're calling it like a zero point battery or something but it's just works on a different technology right and it's environmentally friendly and like so you don't have to mine lithium mines or any of this kind of stuff and stores the power for way longer has a much bigger capacity and sometime in the next five to ten years that'll be all batteries and then the theory is that that'll completely take over from uh, like having to fuel planes and shit because they cool. can just put these batteries in yeah, planes yeah. so you know it's yeah, so we're nearly and like your phone you charge your phone like twice a week you know yeah thing. yeah and it and it, it won't degrade over time the battery like they do now that'd be cool because even like like with the the tesla battery it's amazing what they've done with that like they completely re-engineered that battery and I can't think of his first name but his surname is good enough <laughs> and it's one of those things you're like what and uh like the, uh, I'll send it to you. It's this guy on YouTube is talking about, it, and the whole thing is, it's like, but that's not good enough because <laughs> then he did this, and you know, it's, it's really. Um, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I hate those people are changing the world. Yeah, look at us, changing the world, <laughs> and a period of time. Ooh, where did we stop? Oh, we were talking about the tape recorder, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm not sure how to get back to Home Alone from that, but I guess yeah, it's a relic of its time. I was actually, I wonder, is it the first film I saw in the cinema? No. No, I think Edward Scissorhands might have been, that might have been like the year before. Yeah. Which would put me at like five or six. I don't know, my my parents weren't big cinema goers. I think first film I saw in the cinema was Jurassic Park, which is like 93. 94, I I think. Or maybe 93, yeah, I think you're right. So I was a little bit older. That's what I think. But... Jurassic Park's a great one to have though. I know, yeah. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands is pretty good too. Do you know what? It's the first one I remember that I definitely Yeah, seen, but yeah. I it might have seen something before that. I never even thought about that. So, the first film I saw in the cinema was a Vincent Price movie, technically. So, oh, okay, big yeah, Vincent yeah. Price fan. He's the his father, is he? Like, yeah, 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 he creates. Oh, no, I didn't realize that. Was him. That's cool. Last role as well. Ah, that's cool. That is a perfect way to go. Mm. Yeah. I always feel sorry for actors when, like, their last movie is something really terrible. <laughs> yeah, n- not even when they're terrible, but when Just there's something you know that they weren't into. Like Orson Welles' last role. Do you know what his last role oh, was? It was, um... Fuck, what is it? Tran- the Transformers movie. The animated movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the voice of... The villain god thing? I don't... I don't yeah. really, I'm not interested. Is he Megatron? Or who's one of them? Is Megatron a good guy? No, he's the bad guy. Okay, yeah, then he's Megatron. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't actually know. Maybe I, yeah, I think yeah. he is. I couldn't give a shit. Was he not an Ed Wood? Well, like, he probably doesn't give... Like, he's probably... Maybe he was happy enough with that. I wonder, like, how he felt yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, like Su- I say, it was, even it was animated. It was like super sci-fi, though. Like, yeah, I thought it was cool. The concepts of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know what's the worst one? Is your man? I can't think of his name. He was um, from the Adams family. His last movie was Street Fighter. Oh yeah, I can't think of his name. And yeah, 
I suppose Orson Welles, the thing with doing Transformers, he had probably done like a, a Frozen P advert the day beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like, if you're going to pick it's one, Frozen P. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen that video of him drunk doing the P commercial? <laughs> it's uh, amazing. He's hammered. Uh, or wait, maybe that's not the P commercial. Maybe it's an actual wine episode, uh, wine advert. But either uh, way, he's hammered and he's just like getting <laughs> belligerent with the director. But what's amazing is because I don't know. This is why the Animaniacs was so amazing. Uh, yeah. They done an entire segment with Brain from Pinky and the Brain doing the scene. Oh. Just like the transcript. Oh, really? <laughs> but it's him doing it, yeah. Because the voice is the exact... Because the actor who voiced... he did the voice in Edward. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but like, that's a that's a children's cartoon. Pinky and the Brain's so smart. <laughs> yeah. So hold on. <laughs> well, Animaniacs in general is so clever. It's brilliant. Like, remember the Good Feathers? Oh, I, start, I started rewatching it a while ago. And they're on, they, they live on a, on a statue of Martin Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> like, just shit, the kids have no so idea what that is. Yeah. It's so good. But uh, Home Alone, we're just avoiding talking about Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, so basically, like, so you haven't seen it in a while. So, yeah, the great part is it's the second movie. It's probably, yeah. like, so it starts out, it's probably the best example of, like, well, maybe it's the best example of an overuse of Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Where, you know, you don't show something unless it's going to pay off. Oh, but yeah. they're doing it where they show it because you remember this from the first one. Well, the same thing's going to happen again. So they yeah. show you, you know, it's the entire family are staying over. Like all the cousins and stuff are staying in McAllister's house again because they're going on a trip to Florida. And, you know, the father's like, oh, I need to char- recharge my batteries. So he plugs out a plug and they show you him plugging it out to plug out his battery. Oh, but then he does Kevin's alarm clock or something. Like that. Yeah, and he doesn't plug it back in properly. So you're like, oh, well, that's going to pay off. Yeah. And oh, it's all their alarm clocks. That's what it's. No, I think it's just for some reason the parents are the only ones to set their alarm clock and they're going to wake up the rest of them because it's only yeah. their alarm clock that goes off. In the first one, it's actually a power outage. So yeah, they've got yeah. no control over it. But no, in this one, it's just down to the father not uh, plugging the clock back in. This sounds really funny, but only when you just said it there did I for the first time ever realize that every time I've watched Home Alone 1, I always thought the rest of the family just lived in that house and they were all assholes. Like the uncle and the cousins. And the well, aunt. you thought up until I always now. thought they all just lived in the house and I always thought it was just really weird that they were all there. And I just assumed... Oh, no, no I assumed I'm rethinking, the, maybe they... I just do. assumed that the uncle was just an absolute mooch and the dad made loads of money and the, the uncle was just... A mm. dick, and he just moved his family in with them because he was a complete loser. <laughs> just, that's quite possible too. But, but just as you said, oh, they're all there because they're flying the next day, and they yeah, because the airport. That makes more sense. I'm pretty sure that's what. Because the whole point is, like, Kevin's put out of his bed mm. and has to sleep in the attic and all that. Like, well, no, he's put there because he's bold or whatever. But but he's sharing a bed or something. Yeah, so but, it's not normal. But your man is a mooch because he even yeah. says that, like, you better not ruin this trip for me. Your father paid good money for this. Mm. It's a great line. That's it, yeah. It's like it's the dad still pays for everything anyway. Mm. So that's why I thought that. Well, he's clearly feckin' minted. Like when you see yeah, the yeah. hotel, the room they're staying in and shit. Like it has oh, a, yeah. the the, the ho- their hotel room has two floors. Well, even in the first one, the like when it, it shots them in Paris, like mm. where they are is and their house. Their house. They're living in a mansion. Like yeah, yeah. But like the whole check at the start, like. It's kind of clever when you see them showing all this stuff, to, like references to the first one, but how yeah. it's going to pay off this time around. And it's really clever for like two minutes. 
and then it just keeps happening you're like this is ridiculous (laughs) and it's just the same movie again it reminds me like have you heard kevin smith talking about jay and silent bob reboot yeah yeah like where the film it's about them rebooting the jay and silent bob superhero movie so the film and them trying to stop it which is just a complete rehash of of smith's movie yeah yeah and like that's the joke that it's a rehash of a rehash of a rehash yeah well, Home Alone 2 is that by accident. Or not by accident, but like... Almost too intentionally. Kind of. It's unironically a rehash, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still good. It's still fun. But God, it gets very sickening very quick. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, it just follows. It's the same shit. And again, Kevin and Buzz have an altercation because they're the choir. Kevin has his solo for the school choir and Buzz oh, is yeah. behind him making fun of him. And Kev, like, pushes him and knocks everybody over and it ruins the night. Yeah, and there, and then he's punished. They wake up the next morning, go to the airport, and just somehow Kevin. They forget Kevin again. They don't even forget they're in the airport, and like they miss their flight because the parents sleep in because the father unplugged the alarm clock. Oh yeah, which I reckon he probably done deliberately. Uh, yeah. Because then they're in the airport, and Kev he's ran out of batteries for his talk boy. Oh yeah. So he asks for the battery batteries off his dad, and he gives them to him. And yeah. goes on, and Kev is trying to put the batteries in when he looks back up. I think the family are gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he runs ahead anyway, and eventually he he goes to the wrong uh, port. Oh, yeah. And he gets on the wrong plane. He gets on the wrong plane, essentially. But he tells the woman, like, the, oh, his father just went in there. And when they go in, he sees... He, he points out his father because the one wants to check to make sure his family are on oh, this it's plane. it's just a guy who kind of looks like... Got the same coat, like, yeah. But... I find it all very suspicious because his father, the alarm <laughs> clock didn't go off because the father like plugged it out to charge the batteries. They're the same batteries he gives Kev, I think, when to char- to put into his talk by. As if like, oh, he didn't need them then. Yeah, but also like, why would you, you're, you're running for a flight. Why would you stop and give your kid these batteries? You, you know he's going to like be preoccupied with this and not oh, yeah. see where you're going. This is like the rocket ship in Quiet Place. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. He clear the father's clear. They're ditching Kev. They're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or at least the father is. Yeah. Is he the real villain of the whole uh, the saga of? Home or is he just? Two? Or is he the villain? Or is he afraid for his own life? Oh. <laughs> is this like an orphan like situation yeah, yeah. where like he's been noticing his coffee tastes funny and he's getting sick a lot and <laughs> <laughs> you know. Kev's just and that paint can hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that brick fell off the roof. And <laughs> it just all seems very suspicious. Well, the idea that he's just this like broken man. <laughs> he just <laughs> can't take it anymore. <laughs> but I don't know. And um, well, actually, and even I think the mother might be involved because when they realise that Kev's missing this time around, they react quite differently. They pretend to give a shit, but they really don't. Yeah, they're like, oh, not again. Well, in the last one, when they realise he's mission, mission? missing, she's in the airport trying to get on the next flight. Yeah. And in this one, they just go back to their, ho- they go to their hotel room and watch It's a Wonderful Life and just wait for a call. She's calling people to see what's happening. Oh, yeah. But, like, you would be, if you think he's gone, you know he's in New York, so you would just be waiting at the airport to get the next flight to New York to look for him. Yeah, but they don't do that. She done that last time, but not this time. So, like, what happened in this year between? I reckon that like they start like the f- first Home Alone happens as normal. 
they yeah. wanted to get back to Kev. They got back and then heard the horror story of what he done to these two teams. And like, <laughs> okay, they him. were trying to break into the house, but holy shit, like he just tortured them. <laughs> and like he, he clearly got off on it. I think the family are just afraid of him and are like, maybe this is a happy accident. I, it's a good way to discover the truth about her son. Mm. So yeah, I reckon they're just they're living in fear. Because they know what he's capable of now. When he gets lost to New York, a big thing with the film, uh, or a big thing people talk about is like, the, we're talking about mad coincidences. So I guess the biggest one is like, he gets to New York. He's He does the same thing again, where he's excited. He's like, my family's in Florida and I'm in New York. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He looks to the camera and then it's just a montage of him going around, like having the crack. Oh, he's running around all like the big toy stores and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then he's... Uh, passing by he's walking across the street and he bumps into somebody and he kind of doesn't notice and he walks on and one and one of them looks at him and it's harry or marv marv i can't remember which marv is um, marv's the dumb one harry's is, is, pesci oh i was gonna say marv is pesci but no you're no, right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. so harry looks at him and he's like he thinks he might recognize him but then he just ignores it and moves on as if they wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I don't think he even see. Like, I think he gets a glimpse of him for a, Like, it's a split. He probably only even sees him from the back. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think his thinking is, like, nah, couldn't be. Like, that's too mad of a coincidence. And it is. Like, it's the most ridiculous coincidence ever. Yeah. Joe Pesci's Harry and Marvin's the stupid guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so I guess that's the. That has to be the biggest coincidence in the entire movie. Whatever about everything happening the same way again. I'm trying to think of a film with a bigger coincidence of like people meeting again. Like they literally just pass each other in the street. Yeah, well, they just even, whatever way they meet again, like the fact that the events of the first film happen the way they do, like what are the chances that Kevin and these two men would ever meet again? Especially in another city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it got me thinking. It got me thinking about coincidences. Yeah. And. Like, maybe, maybe like, the Home Alone one, even though it's talked about as, like, yeah, this is the biggest coincidence in movie history. It's so dumb. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Sudamu Yamagachi? No. So, because when I was thinking about this, it just reminded me of him. He was a Japanese businessman, right? Yeah. And on August 6th, 1945, he was on a trip to uh, Hiroshima. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when the United States dropped... Uh, a uranium bomb uh, known as Little Boy on the city. Yeah. And this is his, uh, just a quick, I, I took this down because this is a count of the day. As I was walking along, I heard the sound of a plane, just one. I looked up and I saw the B-29 B and it dropped two parachutes. I was looking up at the sky, looking directly at them. And suddenly there was this big flash of magnesium, a great flash in the sky. And I was blown over. <laughs> I love that. That sounds like <laughs> so low key. Like, it sounds like you just fell. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but anyway, so he was there. He was in Hiroshima on a business trip when Little Boy dropped. Uh, but he was fine. Oh, he was, he was just far enough away. Or Absolutely fine. By August ninth, he was uh, allowed to go home. Oh, yeah. to his hometown. He probably got some like first degree burns. I don't think he even had that. He just luckiest man in the world. Yeah. So he got to go home on August 9th to his hometown. His hometown of Nagasaki. <laughs> 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 Which, on the day he went home, uh, <laughs> a plutonium bomb known as Fat Boy 
was yeah. dropped on the city. Despite his double exposure to radiation, he was absolutely fine. <laughs> Shit. And he lived to be 93. Holy fuck. He was hit by both. <laughs> he he was... must be the only person in history to be hit twice by a nuke. I mean... There's only been two nukes dropped. The fact yeah, that there was no, one yeah, guy that was there for Well, no, I mean, all the, like, test ones and stuff. Like. Yeah, but with two dropped on that, like, were yeah. meant to destroy. So, yeah, that, that's one of my uh, favourite. That's amazing. That's a, a crazy coincidence. Uh, I have another one uh, that I really like. I, I only heard about this when I decided to look up other coincidences. Uh, this <laughs> I got this from Reader's Digest. Uh, so, in... Nin- I'm just going to read this directly. In 1979... A set of twins were reunited at the age of 39. They had been separated at four weeks old. Wow. And for 37 years, hardly knew of each other's existence. So by 37, I guess they heard yeah. they had a brother and then tracked him down. Uh, so when they met, there was a few surprises. Both boys had been named Jim by their adoptive parents. <laughs> <laughs> both loved Matt and carpentry. And both pursued careers in security. Even earlier... They each married women named Linda, were both divorced, <laughs> and remarried women named Betty. That's hilarious. <laughs> As for their kids, one was named James Allen, yeah. two L's. One was named James Allen, one L. No <laughs> way. Holy crap. That's pretty amazing. I the first when I read that the first thing I did was like reunited twins named Jim Snopes just to see if it had been oh yeah yeah but there was no articles about a period on it I had a quick look to see you to try and verify I was like this has to be bullshit yeah, yeah. but apparently it, it appeared in um, Time Magazine first I t- or People yeah. Magazine I think I've heard that before um, that like if you like what are the actual the the actual chances of this happening have to be yeah. it it's impossible. Yeah. Or well, apparently not. Mad coincidence like that in life. <laughs> like that? <laughs> well not quite. Uh, apart from your twin brother Johnny, but like Um yeah. <laughs> No, I've had a lot of stuff where it's like we've been t- I've been talking about somebody and then they fucking appear and it's somebody I haven't seen in like a few years. Oh yeah. You obviously you have one. I have a few you? uh the one, the most recent one, was the last day we were recording. Before we were recording, we were talking about the guy we went to call with <gasps> Carrie. Yeah, right? yeah. That's their name. And, uh, and like three days later, I bumped into him. And I haven't seen him in like five years. The last time you saw him was with me. So Yeah. And then we were talking about it. And we were talking about the last time we saw him. And then like three and that was later. like I think that was like a Thursday. And I, I saw him on Saturday. I think it was even three days. I just... It was, it was, we recorded Thursday, was it? And then I saw, yeah, we recorded a Thursday, and, right? And then I saw him on Saturday, and I hadn't seen him in like whatever four or five years. Yeah, that's mad. Did crazy. you say that to him? That, like, I oh, did. We were yeah. Just talking. He couldn't believe it, and he's saying he listens to the podcast. Oh, really? Hi, Corey. Hi. He said, la, la, you know, he's a, bit, a couple episodes behind." But, yeah. So I'll give you a weird coincidence. Um, in my previous job, there was another Shane in the company. Right. right. One other Shane. And his name was Shane Barry, right? And I'm Shane C, and he was Shane B. And we used to always joke about, like, oh, we've no Shane A. And I've changed jobs since. And the other Shane who works on the same floor as me, his name is Shane Barry. Different Shane Barry, right? And 
the other day, some guy just sent me a request on LinkedIn because uh, we've like whatever similar interests. His name is Shane Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and to make it worse, I went to school. Uh, when I was in school, there was like whatever three Shanes on my year, but one of them, his name was Shane, and his twin brother was named Barry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, like it, but it's not that common a name. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Well, that, this isn't so much a coincidence, but just to go back to like like Harry and Lloyd meeting Kev in New York. Like yeah. I was in Rome two years ago, and so well thought I saw somebody that I knew from back home in my hometown. And yeah. Thought, oh no, I don't think that's them. Like why would they? That'd be weird. When was the? I think it was during the abortion referendum. I bumped into his brother at the polling station. Oh, yeah. And was asking about him. Oh, have you seen him? Is he around? He's like, oh, no, he's uh, been living in Rome for the last two years. Oh, you didn't <laughs> confirm it when you were in Rome? No, because I was like, no, like, what, what are the chances? Um, he's teaching musical. Now, it still might not have been him, but I'm assuming it was. It probably was. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I'd, my, I always think my maddest one was I was at a music festival here. It was uh, Oxygen years ago. Years and years ago. And um, there was some band playing, and I had lost all my friends. Like we got separated, and I was. Oh, I thought you meant you lost and you done something to upset them, and no, the no, friendship we just, ended. We just got we just got separated, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And uh, I was going through a huge crowd, and I knew that some one of my mates wanted to see a band that were like at a stage the other side. So I had to go through this big crowd to get to the other stage. There was no other way around it at that point where I was I, uh, I was like and I was going through the crowd and uh, and it was like good song was on and I was like standing there and then the girl in front of me got knocked over and I caught her and it was my sister <laughs> <laughs> wow who I didn't realise was also at the same festival actually there's one more just a quick one uh, coincidence when I was looking up uh, Violet Jezop have you ever heard of this woman I haven't. I don't expect you no, would no. have. Uh, she was a nurse and an ocean liner stewardess who had uh, a few very close calls with sinking ships. So she was on board the RMBS Olympic in 1911 oh, yeah. when it collided with a British warship and sank, and she survived. That was great. I think everybody actually survived that. But she was also on the HMS Britannic in 1916 yeah. when it sank, and she her lifeboat was actually sucked into the propeller but she jumped just before it so she survived that so like wow. uh, pretty pretty mad coincidence and also she was on the titanic and survived that oh she's uh what's her name she's the unsinkable isn't that her nickname yeah yeah, yeah. so you have heard of her <laughs> she's in the um oh you're what she her character's in the titanic movie oh is she um i can't think of the actress who plays her now but uh Oh yeah, because she's given a baby. She saves a baby or something as well. Yeah, she's given she's, a baby. She's kind of a background character, but when they're all during the whole evacuation, yeah, I think I do like, remember that. But uh, being in both Hiroshima and Nagasaki, probably it's probably the, most the best one, extreme or worst one. Well, yeah, well, uh, best because he survived and lived to be ninety three on top of it all. Right. But so I guess next time you're watching a movie and a coincidence like uh, Kevin bumping into the two robbers that he he. Yeah defeated Possibly. last year it's not that yeah. weird they got out of jail pretty quickly i always remember thinking that like it's set whatever a year or two later they didn't do a lot of time for 
all the robberies that they because the whole thing was they're the wet bandits and they yeah they marked all the houses that's true actually yeah they especially that it was an like a rich area and mm. one of definitely one of the houses they robbed belonged to a judge you i was just I mean? about to say that yeah, <laughs> yeah if not or a high-powered like, lawyer or something like yeah like i imagine i wonder what I, i'm sure it's mentioned what uh kev's father does in it but he looks like a judge he's too young to be a judge yeah, though he might be a lawyer actually. could be yeah but i'd say if he's a lawyer he's probably on retainer for some big corporation yeah yeah he just has that look to him yeah <laughs> he defends like chemical companies and that... he's probably sleeping with a secretary oh definitely yeah. It is 1991, after all. Yeah. Everybody slept with their second in 1991, <laughs> Johnny. But let's uh, stop it there and take a quick commercial break. Oh, yeah. oh weird saying that. A commercial break? Ugh. Ugh. Let's take a break. <laughs> and uh, depending on where you are, you may or may not hear some adverts here. So it's not that unlikely that they'd meet again, I guess, if, no, if we're going you, by those coincidences. Yeah, when you go, when you list out those kind of ones, yeah that's the thing actually this is going off topic so i don't care for the new star wars films i don't care for any star wars films really yeah but one thing that really annoys me like there's loads of complaints people have about the recent films but one that really annoys me and i see a lot is that how what's the the stormtroopers name in the first the new ones the main guy oh um it's the guy from Attack the Block. Shit, his name's gone out of my head. I know the others. John Boyega is, is the yeah. something. Well, him anyway. Um, Let's call him Finn. Stuff. Finn. Yeah. So everybody's like, what are the chances that the planet Finn lands on would be the planet Ray is on and that they meet and all this happens? And it's like, well, no, if he landed on a different planet, he'd meet somebody else and the film would just be about those two. Yeah, or if he didn't land he there, dr- he's he drives the plot. Yeah, or and, even and if, it wasn't relevant that she happened to have Jedi powers. Yeah, or if he landed on another planet and died instantly, the entire film wouldn't happen. Ray would have might eventually meet somebody else. Yeah, and that would drive the plot. Like, they every, like every meeting in the world, therefore, is unlikely. Yeah, like yeah, people yeah. have to meet in some scenario for the story. Like, if you're on holiday in Paris and you meet a woman that ends up being your wife and you have a, a whole life together and yeah exactly th- well that wouldn't have happened had you not been there that was a complete yeah. chance meeting like <laughs> that's how that's you know yeah that's how i met my wife but there's lo- but, holidays but i've seen so many people complain about that and talking about how no, like that it's just too mad of a coincidence yeah like I, I would say like maybe the fact that like the chance that he falls on that planet meets her and it's also where like the uh Han Solo's ship. The oh, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. yeah, like that's... maybe that's a bit of... But again, it's like, well, if that wasn't there, they would have never, probably never left the planet. They'd have been shot by the stormtroopers. Yeah, they might have gone on some other ship that wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. They, they <laughs> but ve- but eventually smart. somebody else would have got the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo would track that down and then they'd be a part... It would just and be another story. That would be a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah Marvel have an entire also, series called What If about with the takes yeah, yeah. that exact but approach. Also, I think where that annoys people is a lot of the reason it's the Millennium Falcon is 
for Easter eggs and not for any other real plot reason. You know what I mean? If that's it's, what they're annoyed about, fine. But I've seen yeah, the complaint yeah. where about, where they're focusing on the fact that it's just too big of a coincidence. It's, yeah, it's not really it's, like it's just it. It was done in a in attention of being fan service. So yeah, because fans wanted that kind of stuff. Like, so it, yeah, it's it's a real. It's they're trying to be nice to the fans, and then the fans complain about it. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's not the thing. No, nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying the Mandalorian. But have you watched any of that? No, no. It's very good. Uh, I uh, I've seen some memes of Baby Yoda, Yoda, and it's like that's that's pretty cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's all it's like the most cynical uh, approach at just creating some uh, Teddy for Christmas. Oh, very much. So. <laughs> like, it's but clearly yeah, it's John like, Favreau who created the Marvel universe. Like he's, yeah. But I'd say Bob Iger called him up and say, "Hey, John, you saw how well those uh, baby Groot sold? Yeah, do it again. Do that in this. Yeah, only make it better. Yeah, and he's very good at what he does. He he done it better. It would seem. I don't mean to shit on Baby Order, by the way. Don't because that could get you killed. So anyway, so we. Coincidence, fine. They they can absolutely meet. Uh, so around now is where we come to uh, a very uh, infamous part of the film where we get a, a Donald Trump cameo. Oh yeah, which you watched before. That was your. That's pretty much all you've seen of Home Alone since. Do you know what, the funny thing about it? it is, like here, and it seems so bizarre now, but to us in Europe, when. Like, we didn't know that was a cameo. That was just some guy in the lobby. The thing is, I feel like I knew. I just didn't know who it was. So I was like, well, that's clearly somebody. Yeah, it, it's played as if it's someone. Yeah. But yeah. I had no idea who he was. And and I remember when, a couple of years ago, when I first heard he was going for president, I was like, the guy is in Home Alone in that scene? Really? D- no, yeah, a few like, years, surely. Surely. And I knew he'd been on The Apprentice and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but... Like the guy who's in Home Alone and The Apprentice. I oh, see. I had forgotten he was in Home Alone until like people started like posting uh, that clip. Like, oh yeah, he was in Home Alone. Speaking of Home Alone, I I heard a really funny one the other day about Home Alone one, and I know you'd like this. Where mm. uh, it's one of these really stupid kind of when adults watch movies that they watched as a kid, mm. and. Uh, there was like someone did it as a troll like on whatever Facebook or something and all the replies in the comments were people being like oh my god no way I didn't know that that uh, Joe Pesci plays two characters he plays the cop at the start of the movie <laughs> and he plays um, Harry <laughs> it was just this whole thing of like loads of people watching it as adults being like oh my god I never knew that as a kid it's like no, he's the same fucking I, character. You I idiot. think the pe- I think even the people saying they didn't realize that that's they're clearly joking too. I don't think so. No, I think they are. No, I think I that's that's just a meme because I saw one before where it was like, "Did you know that before doing Star Wars Episode Four, oh yeah, Mark Hamill had never seen a Star Wars movie." Uh, <laughs> that's really smart <laughs> and people would be reposting it and saying like oh my god that's yeah, he's not yeah. a true fan like they should have casted somebody who'd actually bothered to reset but I think like everybody's playing along yeah it I has mean, to be the same uh, with the Home Alone one because I mean I saw that film when I was a child and but the whole I point is because he because he there's the whole thing with his tooth and Kevin sees his yeah, tooth yeah. and stuff and, 
and you even know like even as a child i was like this 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 is a shady cop <laughs> yeah he's played as clearly yeah. not a cop like it's uh i wonder you know they're doing home alone again i heard there's, yeah, yeah. there's a series for disney plus oh i didn't hear that I wonder if they could get Joe Pesci back. Oh yeah. Well, it's been proven now by Scorsese that he can make him look young again. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Youngish. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched The Irishman? Not yet. It's good. I've, I've decided the way I'm going to watch it is I'm going to watch it like a series and watch like forty minutes every night over a week. Kind of thing. I think. You shouldn't watch for. You should watch up until like certain, this sort yeah. of era ends. Yeah, well, no, that's I'll watch yeah. it in segments. No, not that it's done in eras, but the funny thing is, like, it's the the last hour is the best part. I like, heard that. I was like, oh, I, I heard it really goes down in the middle, and you're just like, it's just through the, the first hour is great. Yeah, more than that, and there's just like yeah, there's it slogs for a while in the middle, and then it gets really good. It gets it just gets really interesting for the last hour. We're like, oh, yeah. I wish he just, I wish he just done like a ten episode ser- mini series in the last yeah. like, and spent a lot of time on this section at the end. Oh yeah, but it was good to see Joe Pesci back. I was like, yeah, him. he has been in it for ages. He hasn't like. He done what was like, he in like Die Hard Four, and then that's it. Um, I don't think I think his last film was like at least his last like. Or not film sorry, of, sorry, Lethal Weapon. I think his last film of note was like nineteen ninety seven, or something crazy. He was in the last Lethal Weapon. I don't think he was even. Random. I don't think he was in the last one. Oh, maybe he wasn't. No, I think he's he was, in two and three. Yeah, he comes in in two. I watched it recently. Um, and then I no, he could have been in four, but I think by that point he was like, nah, I'm fine. He's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I was going to say Miles Morales, but that's Spider-Man. Uh, oh, you're right. He was in Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, um, but that, that was 1998. He done The Good Shepherd because uh, same reason he done The Irishman, I guess, where his friend forced him to come back yeah, from yeah. retirement. But it's mad, like, when you actually look at his credits, like, he actually... He only done, like, a film, one film a year for... like. 15, 20 years. And it's like, yeah, that's I'm it. grand. But, like, if you made... I always think this with, like, actors. Like, I get it. Like, if you do... You do a couple of film roles and you pay off, like, all your debts and you buy a house. And then you do a few more film roles and you make, like, five million. You're like, oh, I can live off that till mm. I'm 100. So I'll just do that. Because I've no, I've no mortgage or rent or anything and i can live off 50 grand a year for the next 40 years so i'll just do that <laughs> yeah but like uh, and play golf or whatever like yeah, uh, yeah i totally get that i would probably be the same i wouldn't play golf but you know i'd, I'd have the same kind of attitude so you wouldn't stay making films i do passion projects i think mm. i think i'd just do fun stuff where i was like yeah, yeah. that sounds weird like danny devito yeah, yeah, I do. Like, like, yeah. I do always. This is so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably won't do that. I won't be like, yeah, you can like humiliate me every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just mustn't really like himself that much. <laughs> yeah. So back to Home Alone. Actually, this is I can't remember the actor's name that plays Marv, but he's hilarious. He's great in everything. He never really had the career he he deserved. Oh, he's in, but he's in all those kind of. Like eighties, nineties things. He's brilliant. Remember that movie, uh, "Very Bad Things." Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, years ago. Um, Christian Slater, where he's in it, and one of the guys from Entourage is like a bachelor party, and one of them accidentally kills a hooker. 
okay. and Christian Slater kind of convinces them all to like hide. They're, they're just going to like bury her in the desert and say not. And yeah, and everybody starts get like I think it's set then like a year later. I can't remember how it goes, but it's, I think it ends with Christian Slater having to kill everybody <laughs> or something. I, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Jesus. But it's a really dark. It's I remember it being very good. I might watch that again. I'm sure when I watch it, I'm like, this is absolute shit. I just yeah. saw it. I saw it when I was 16 and thought it was edgy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he was in that anyway, was my point. But he's very good. Uh, no, what I wanted to bring it up. I don't know if Marv is meant to be an idiot in these films or just, like, really clever and funny. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's kind of... It's but, clearly but, just... But you know what it is? It's he's He's written well like that, which is the way... Which annoys me in a lot of a lot of films go that way where you have a character who's an idiot but they're a specific type of idiot. Yeah. And then you get a sequel like say Home Alone Three, which is like all different cast. Yeah, yeah. And there's the villains in that are just idiots. Yeah, yeah. And completely just idiots. Like, everything they do is stupid. They're falling over each other, like, getting out of the van and all yeah, that. Like, yeah, everything. Yeah. Even though there's a bit of that in Home Alone. But it's it's played up well. Like, they're they're stupid in every way. And, and there's a lot of comedies these days are gone that way, where the characters are just stupid. And they're not specifically stupid. Yeah, well, like, have you, have you seen the Ghostbusters remake? The, the last, the most recent one. Yeah, it's terrible. With Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Where, like, there's... Chris Hemsworth is one of the funniest people alive, I think. Mm. Well, at least one of the funniest, like, non-stand-up comp... One of the funniest people that hasn't met at their career, that isn't trained, kind of, to be funny. It's just, like, naturally funny, gives really funny performances. Yeah. And they just make him be, like, or just act stupid and, like, have no reason to why he's stupid. He could play stupid very good. Yeah, and it's... But he's not a specific type of stupid. He's every stupid. And yeah. And it's stuff like, oh, the phone's ringing, so he puts it in a fish tank. It's like, what? Like, And they go, it, why did you do that? And he went, oh, I didn't like the noise of it or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, no, well, like that could be a good joke if he's got some stupid logic. Like, he needs to have, like, even a stupid person has, has some logic to why they're doing it. Yeah, and yeah. it's the logic that's stupid, not just the action. And, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking awful film anyway but the whole film is diabolical and it has nothing to do with the fact that it's a female cast it's just a bad movie that's badly written um, no because my biggest problem is fucking how they, the, 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 they treated the, the male, the male like the, he, yeah, yeah. like not how they treated him like him being stupid's fine but like it'd be funny if there was a reason behind it yeah, yeah. but you know I, I I watched it and the one thing I noticed about it is they, they clearly they shot like a four hour movie and then had to edit it down because there's a whole scene where like the team gets back together after they like had a big falling out and broke up but they never had the big falling out and broke up oh I, I, when you're saying that it's like because i can barely remember it's like did it follow right yeah I, I don't know if i watched it to the end so maybe i didn't right. even get to that no they, they have this moment where they like they're all like i'm really sorry you know we're better off working together, blah, blah, blah. But, but you never actually but, saw the... Yeah. That's and it was just like, because that was a whole, like, hour in the middle that they mm. cut out of the movie because it was already... God, like, and it's already, like, a two and a half hour movie or something as well. There's another film like that I saw recently that had that kind of a moment, but 
not going to dwell on it. I can't yeah. remember. But no, yeah, Marv's a good type of stupid because yeah. he's quite smart in other ways. Well, you see, I, this is why I brought up, like, there's, it's hilarious, especially if he's not dumb. So can you remember when, like, they're, him and Harry are scoping out the, the place they're going to rob, the toy store? Oh, yeah. And they're hiding in these t- two little town t- uh, t- toy houses. And their heads are just sticking out the window of each one. And they're just, like, chatting to each other. <laughs> so Harry pops out first. And then Lloyd pops out. And he goes, it's a pretty nice house. Shame it doesn't have a bathroom. So obviously he's not dumb enough to think that that's a real house. Yeah, yeah. So the, so clearly he's making a joke because he obviously just took a shit in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, and that's because they have to stay. They're hiding in those houses overnight. Yeah, yeah. So like that's the joke. He clearly just took a shit in this Thai house in a Thai store just to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like that's an asshole thing to do, but it's pretty funny. I. That's the thing. Like his character is. He's just a bit of an arsehole. Like the whole, he like floods the houses in the first yeah, one. And yeah. then in this one, he's like, I love that moment. Like that's, that, that was the one thing from this movie I remember the most is they're walking in the street and he's just putting the tape on his glove backwards. Yeah. And then he just puts it into the Santa bucket and he's like, with the sticky bandits. Yeah. And <laughs> it does it later during Central Park and they're just walking past somebody and he just takes their hat. Oh, <laughs> which is funny because you could just do that anyway. Well, I guess with the stickiness, they wouldn't notice it as much. But. Yeah, but he just he thinks he's being really smart, and that's that's part of the stupidity is <clears throat> he's he's come up with a way to do something that no yeah. one's thought of, or people have just thought, why would you do that that way? You know, which is again with the logic as you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He's not just he's a specific type of stupid. Now, I guess if we're going from the point of view of Kevin, like say we're yeah. in this situation as Kevin, yeah. why, no matter what's going on, why on earth would you not go to the police at any point? Well, first of all, so so he meets Harry, eventually they meet directly. He meets the two boys and they kidnap him and take him to the park. Yeah. And he escapes by, like, they're waiting for the traffic lights and Kev grabs a woman's arse. Which again backs up that Kev's a little psychopath but anyway, a 10 year old in what was it 1992 is probably not that conscious of things anyway yeah. <laughs> what's unacceptable behaviour yeah. but uh, so he gets away from them and it was during it's, I think it's while they are like bringing him to the park or whatever which let's first of all like it's very weird did they find this kid that filed their plans a year ago and they're bringing him to Central Park like, what do they plan to do? Like, it's never specifically said because it's meant to be a comedy and we're just to laugh at the back and forth between them. Yeah, yeah. But they are planning to murder a child. Yeah, but why in Central Park? Oh, I suppose in 90s Central uh, yeah. Park isn't like, yeah. I might even be making up that it's Central Park. They're taking them somewhere. Central Park would probably be... Or they're going through Central Park on their way or whatever. But either way, they're they're clearly planning to kill him. Oh, yeah. That's fairly dark. Because the end of the first movie is they're like, I'm going to eat his fingers and I'm going to like kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they want to do all the things he's done. And he's like, I'm going to burn his face in an iron. And but even, at least with that, I'd be like, yeah, they're probably being hyperbolic. Yeah, yeah. But in the second one, they're like, they're bringing him somewhere. At this point, he's not stopping them from robbing somewhere. No, they're just 
because they've just seen them. They've seen them, and it's about it's about payback. Yeah, yeah. and like that's the only. T- and even if they're not going to kill him, like what are they going to? Are they going to beat him up? He's a ten-year-old child. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so, that, so that's fairly dark. And like, so think, but think about that, right? Say they just kick the shit out of him. They just beat him up, right? <laughs> kicking the shit out of a ten-year-old. Right, no, no, let's just say they beat the shit out of him, yeah. and then he's found by somebody. He goes to the hospital. And the police are what happened, and he's like, "Oh, it's the two guys who robbed my house two years ago." Nobody's going to believe that. They're just going to think this kid was just attacked by guys and he obviously had a traumatic experience before mm. in his life and it's just like they would not be looking for Aryan Mark like, no. no police no. officer in their right mind would think because this is back to the coincidence thing but you wouldn't think that's what happened like you just you just wouldn't no no for sure but he escapes anyway and despite all of that and despite him knowing that they were probably going to kill him he decides he, he's not going to go to the police yeah, yeah. like so I guess that's if, if there's ever if there's any 10-year-olds listening yeah. and you ever get lost in New York and your family's in Florida, please go to the police. I have an 11-year-old nephew. Go to the police. <laughs> and also, why are you listening to this? <laughs> um, but he doesn't because he hears their plan when they're bringing him to the park. That they're going to uh, yeah. rob the tie store. Because yeah. Kev meets the owner of the tie store earlier in the film and I what he does is all the money that they make, I think, on Christmas Eve, oh, they bring stays. to yeah, they stay and they bring to an orphanage on Christmas Day or so, or all the toys. There. All the toys. Are there. But then I don't. Why is the money left there on Christmas Eve? Anyway, they're planning. Banks are closed. Of course. Yeah. And why would you not like hire a private security group to take to take like what looks like they keep millions there, but like. They keep the, it in the register. They don't even keep it yeah. in the safe. The logical thing to do is, right, is to hire a bunch of non-Christian security guards who don't celebrate Christmas mm. and pay them double time and get them to <laughs> like, So they're not missing out on anything and they're getting double time. That's the way to do it. Anyway. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Or just at least, like, like, is it, like it's obviously it's a privately owned business it's this man yeah. owns it oh yeah it's not like the huge just bring it bring it to your house and put it in your safe you're clearly a millionaire yourself yeah, yeah. empty your at, tills at least <laughs> at least empty your tills and um, if they're making so much money I, I'd say they could have probably got got it to the bank like you can, what about safety deposit boxes can you not could they not have done that uh, well, it's in the bank, isn't it? The bank has to be open. But is there not like so? You can't. Is that a legit like? Because I've never owned a, a business like that. I've never had to deal with a bank on Christmas Eve. Can you legit not? I don't know. Are there no transactions Christmas Eve? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember now if banks are open here on Christmas Eve, and I'm pretty sure they are. I think they are. I think they might close at like one o'clock, but. Now, obviously, to the store stays open till six. So, yeah, to my memory, of I worked in retail for years. The manager went to the bank at mm. like twelve o'clock on yeah. Christmas Eve, before the bank closed, and lodged what he had so far. Yeah, yeah, and they might have done that, and then they just met so much afterwards. Yeah, and usually, actually, well, here in my experience, it was um, Christmas Eve was was never that busy compared to say 
the three four days in a week beforehand were always the maddest um like it depends how the days fall but usually the saturday before christmas was just insane yeah and but then on christmas eve you'd get i worked in camera shops and i'd always get like christmas eve uh a dad in his like 40s 50s would come in and he'd clearly not done any christmas shopping yet. yeah yeah and he would just drop like 500 euro and buy like a like 100 150 euro camera for each of his children <laughs> and one for his wife and it'd be like yeah yeah give me five of them two pink uh one blue uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh oh, the silver one for my wife yeah grant <laughs> sorted and <laughs> and you just be like, really? You'd be like, yeah, yeah. And you just get those guys all day, and it, but that would drop off by like two o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but still, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, New York, it New York, it's probably different as well. Yeah, it does. I I just would assume there'd have been some solution, private security. Yeah, yeah. In particular. halfway through the day, you do lodgement anyway. But uh, let's take a quick break there, mainly uh, because I just really have to use the bathroom. Me too. And uh, we'll be right back. Bye. So yeah, so this is the point where, so he escapes, and he doesn't go to the cops. Instead, he says the line, uh, what is it? It's like, um, you can, (laughs) no, you can mess with a lot of things, but you can't mess with kids on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to file their plan. So he, this is when he goes home. This is the, the montage we see from the first one again. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes to his, his uncle's house. We never mentioned that, but his uncle, they're out of town. Their, their house has been renovated, but he knows where it is because he's got the address from his dad's book. And he's going to lay out all these traps for them again, but he's going to lead them to there. So now that he knows. Yeah. And yeah. So well, the whole thing is he has his dad's bag, isn't it? So he has his, his, he has his credit cards. And <coughs> yeah, his, yeah. His address book and all that. And he's recorded their conversation. You're going to do this. That will come up later. But so he is going to go, or not going. He does. He goes to the Thai store as they're robbing it. Yeah. And he takes a photo of them with a Polaroid through the window. And that's the first time that they see that he's there. Oh, because the, the flash goes on. Yeah. And he's done doing it deliberately. He want like the photo might not even make a difference. He want yeah, yeah. it's a trap, and they see him, so they chase him to get the photograph, and he leads them to the house. And this is where all the the mayhem ensues. Why would he do this? Yeah, yeah. He's got the recording that they're yeah. planning this. Yeah, they're ex-convicts. They're going to be easily found. They probably have a well, and he can prove they're because they're there. They're there, hiding. Yeah, in the I mean, the police can like go and like, yeah, stick it out. Shitting in toy houses. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty clear that Kev is a psychopath this time. Yeah, he yeah. has no reason to be going to these extremes, but he obviously enjoys it. Yeah, he goes out of his way to fight them, rather like, than because in the first movie he has no choice. It's self defense in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Well. Maybe it is. He could have just gone somewhere else. In the first movie, you can put it down to... He just didn't... Re- he didn't... He was too frightened and to know what to do exactly. Well, the, the first movie's smart because a lot of it is about his fear. Yeah. Because it's like, in a way, he's afraid of the basement and then he's afraid of... Like, he's afraid of the old man. And yeah. It's actually about a child... Like, childhood fears. Yeah. And... That's where it's such a classic. And even like they even establish in the first one because he remember he's in the shop getting some groceries mm. or whatever, and he sees the old man that he's afraid of. Yeah, yeah. 
and he has a toothbrush that he he was going to buy. Yeah. But he's too afraid, so he walks off with it, and you hear the store clerk being like, come back with that toothbrush. And he doesn't, he runs out, and then she shouts at a cop, and the cop chases him. Yeah. So he's even afraid of the cops now. Yeah, yeah. Because he's still, he's, he, and he even says the line when he's walking home, he's like, now I'm a criminal. So he's yeah, a, fr- so he, he can't go to the cops. Yeah, because he thinks, yeah. Because he so, thinks he'd get in trouble. So, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why. Yeah, yeah. Because in the mind of an eight-year-old, you can't, because yeah, I know think you were the kid. I can easily see how an eight-year-old would think I like, like that. that yeah. Yeah. But in the second film, none of that works. Yeah, he's clearly a psychopath. He clearly got a taste for for <laughs> torture, adult men. <laughs> and it's like, like you look at like all psychopaths. It starts with small crimes, like just like fighting with buzz and stuff, and it just escalates. Yeah, like yeah. even in the first one, like when they come to scope out the place, he does a few like tricks against them. Yeah. And then it's the as when he starts to like lay out the traps for them. Like for the first one is like you know a, a pelican to the nut, you know it's yeah that's pretty. I wouldn't like that, but it's not. Oh, and he does the whole like, I um, he plays the 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 noir movie with the guy like yeah, yeah. Like Johnny Snake Eyes or whatever it is. I think he just does that to the pizza delivery boy. No, first. he does it to them as well. He he does it to both of them, and he sets off the the. Oh, he does, yeah, to yeah. make it sound like a real gun fire. But it definitely escalates. But yeah, like that's a simple enough one, and then it escalates. But by the time that you get to the second one, he's electrocuting them. <laughs> he's lighting them on fire. He's doing shit that like Ugandan militant groups do to people. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a great comparison. Um, so if we're putting ourselves in this scenario, yeah. Say we were. Say we were. We were. <laughs> We were the two, but we were the wet bandits in the first one. Well, well, this is the thing because we 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 did the first movie and we said maybe we should have been the wet bandits trying to survive, but actually the person trying to survive is Kevin. But in the second one, it's definitely mm. the sticky bandit. Well, this so is then it makes more sense for us to be them. In this yeah. Movie. Well, this is what I was getting to. This is why I think they take going back to like them taking them to the park and what they're going to do and why like well like why would these people like. Would they actually kill a 10-year-old? It's yeah. like, well, no, they saw something the year prior. And they were <laughs> like, this kid is going to grow up to be Jigsaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. From the Saw movies. Even as the voice changer. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, At like, the very least, like, a male dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that even a thing? Well, well I'm sure... Uh, no, I think dominatrix is the. Uh, I don't know. It's dom and I think the dom- word by definition is a female role. Yeah, because dom is do. There must be equivalent. Yeah, well, male is dom and female dommy. I don't know if dominatrix oh, okay. is. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like it's female exclusive, but there has to be male. Well, Anybody in the fetish community, let us know if there's. Yes, I'm not going to. I'm not going to look it up. You tell me. I won't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really curious now. Yeah, yeah. First, I have to Google Dominatrix to get the spelling correctly. <laughs> ah, yeah. Johnny's like, oh, this is a whole part of the internet I've never discovered before. <laughs> he looks surprised yeah, and been, delighted. I've been down this road <laughs> before. Um, what is the male equivalent of a Dominatrix? Uh, is that what you Googled? No, it's the first result on Quora. Uh, in, the, in the gay world, it's Leather Daddy. Um, oh, okay, yeah. But, what, but there has to be... Well, 
surely there's a straight version. Well, maybe there's not. Yeah, probably there is. is. It's like that's what the whole like Fifty Shades movies are about. But I think that's more of a master slave thing yeah, as opposed yeah. to Dominatrix. Oh, I you see. I think Dominatrix is essentially when there's a monetary exchange. Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't nec- it doesn't actually necessarily involve any sexual contact. No, no. But the same the the sort of mentality, the sort of psychological factor of the relationship. If that was just two partners it would be like mistress slave if it was a woman yeah. and master slave it was male yeah, yeah. but when it's like a sex worker it's a dominatrix yeah i get you and i guess there's probably not many women paying for men um, to do that yeah that was probably the weirdest tangent we went <laughs> yeah, yeah. On. <laughs> i just thought of it earlier as like that's what he grew up to be and then but i didn't think it through <laughs> Like what would does, would that be a thing? No, I no, I think uh he grew up to be something. Yeah. Just like, when I said he likes torturing grown men, it popped into my head earlier. And uh and I thought I'll bring <coughs> that up. No, because I think it's in good fun then. It's all good, clean, consensual fun then, and I think he li- I don't think he would like somebody to enjoy it. Yeah, no, I think he's closer to a Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> uh, or a jig- the jigsaw killer from the Saw movie. Yeah, I think that's very, the most comparable. Yeah. I love the idea that Home Alone is like a jigsaw prequel. <laughs> I think I said this on the last episode we done on Home Alone 1. Uh, but you know the movie Straw Dogs? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that film? I haven't actually. It's great. It's very violent. The original one is fantastic with Dustin Hoffman. It's, uh, what's his name? Sam Pickenoff? Pickenpot? Was it a fucking Western director? He's very good. But they remade that a few years ago. Yeah. And appa- it's Hayden Christensen is in the oh. Dustin Hoffman role. But apparently, uh... It was supposed to be McCallany, wasn't it? Yeah. And the film is about a man who... he moved A couple who moved to England. He's a mathematician and his wife is English. So they moved to her old family farm home. Yeah. And the builders working on it are these, like, local lads that never left town and knew her when they were, like, teenagers. And they're all just scumbags. Yeah. And there's a a rape. It's a very graphic, violent film. But anyway, it pretty much climaxes with them breaking into the house. And the character, the mathematician character, just, like, manning up and and defending the house and laying traps and just fighting them off for the (laughs) night. Yeah, yeah. And if they if they like cast in Macaulay Culkin, it would just play as a really dark Home Alone sequel. <laughs> That's so dark. But I don't think that even occurred to them when they were like when he was. They were just like they wanted like a young hands like yeah. Because even you think of Hayden Christensen and Macaulay Culkin, they're kind of like the same yeah, kind of. That, yeah. But um, were were you as surprised as the rest of the world when he was on Joe Rogan recently and he's not completely insane? Because everybody thought he was completely insane. Yeah, that was the weird thing for years. People were like talked about him being a heroin addict and stuff, and it was just he like, was just scruffy. Like that was just, just his style. And his yeah, he wore like pink t-shirts, and he was scrawny, and he grew a beard, and didn't mm. cut his hair. But he wasn't. I imagine he'd done a lot of recreational drugs for the ah, crack. Yeah. But I don't like. I would, yeah, it seems like all that stuff was just made up by the internet. And there's this whole thing of like he spent all his money. He's like, well, no, my parents spent all my money. And, uh, I don't and even then, <laughs> yeah. he's still super rich. Like, yeah, 
He's but still he, living off interest. Like, yeah, that's what he said. His whole thing is like, he doesn't have to work. Anything he does is for fun and is a passion project. Kind of like what I was saying earlier. Mm. Yeah, it's like that thing where like, if he wants something worth 30 grand, he'll just wait seven days to buy it. And then the interest <laughs> will pay for it. Yeah, that's mad. <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to buy a new boat. I'll wait till next week. Then I can buy <laughs> Yeah. 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 Imagine being in that position. Imagine how, like, yeah, we won't be. I'm just going on another tangent if I go into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really quickly, because I saw a thing where like there's a uh, there's now you know Funko Pops. Oh yeah, I fucking hate Funko Pops so much. Yeah, They're the worst thing ever was ever created. There's now Metallica Funko Pops. Just Funko Pops are fucking everything. Yeah, but it's the fact that it's metal like Metallica will put their name on anything nowadays. oh they're as bad as kiss like yeah they might be worse considering yeah. like kiss there was kind of they were funny. all they, <laughs> but also kiss were always that like once they got big they were just yeah yeah i know you mean that that's what they were <laughs> like i heard i was listening to tell them steve dave the podcast with it's the guys from comic book men and yeah, yeah. the impractical jokers they were talking about this recently and Brian Johnson had he had the great a great line where he's he he was talking about the Metallica thing. He's like, if you went back to the eighties and you asked James Heffield if he'd ever have a Funko Pop, he'd pr- he'd break his bottle of whiskey over your head just <laughs> just for asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, you'd have to explain what a Funko Pop was, but still, no, I, know what you mean. Yeah, like I think anything actually, anything of that ilk, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, do you want a plastic toy of yourself? Just hit you over the head. Yeah. I also loved it, just the assumption that he'd have a whiskey bottle in his hand. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, was, was I saying to you the, was it, uh, was it the Ramones? Remember I was saying there was a restaurant oh, in my yeah, hometown yeah. that just randomly had like the a Ramones, Ramones museum. Rem- museum in it. And it's long, long gone. It's like a, it's now a gelato place. That's a shame. Because we were going to do an episode of yesterday's news there. We were, yeah. And, uh, but I, the one thing that struck me the most while I was standing there looking at it going, the Ramones had this much memorabilia? Because <laughs> to me, the Ramones are just so, like, apart from their iconic t-shirt, mm. like, there were, there were, they were just not those people, you know. But they probably weren't. They probably like, it's probably like the Misfits where they like yeah. Like the the reason you see the Misfits T shirt everywhere is because they technically never even owned the rights to it because they just stole it from an old movie called The Crimson Ghost. Yeah, yeah. it's like the Shake of Iron T shirt. Was, was yeah, like some Irish designer did student did that in like the eighties. Yeah, so off. so whenever you see a Misfits T shirt, uh, whoever owns the rights to that to the Crimson Ghost film. Are probably and or it's probably nobody. It's oh. probably public domain. Like imagine that's how you made your money. That you just made this movie in like the fifties, and, yeah. and then some band came along, and just used it, and you made your money off t-shirts. I'd have no no nothing against the person making who created it making their money no, no. off it that way because like the misfits took it from you. So no, but imagine like, but that's one of the things like. When someone's like, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" Oh, I, I, I made the iconic image. That's the Misfits T-shirt. Well, this like it's like the Scream mask we talked about in the Scream episode, yeah, yeah. where it was like just a mom and pop sort of costume store yeah. that signed that mask. Uh, a mask that may have been worn by Kevin McAllister when he went on his rampage. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I think that's what uh, the Sticky Bandits were actually doing. I think they saw 
they saw that dark. They saw that, they saw that darkness in 91. They'd spent up to two years in prison. It's kind of heavily implied they were just out of prison as well. Yeah, yeah I think they've literally just like got out. They're days out. Like, and, uh, so they've, they've seen into the eyes of darkness. But, like, yeah. I imagine they probably... Because they, they're presented as sort of very, like, low-class criminals. But they're obviously yeah. not. Like, they were... In the first film, like, they had quite a good plan. They had a great plan. And, like, the fact that they, they were really scoping out the place. Like, go, posing as a cop, going in and meeting the family. Oh, yeah, like, that's serious. They shit. were... They knew what they were doing. They probably had a lot of links in the criminal underworld. Oh, yeah. Like, they... They probably had to pay a percentage to somebody, you know. Yeah. Well, what I'm getting at, I think maybe that they were following uh, what's whoever the father's name is, his credit cards. Uh, I, maybe they were looking for Kev. Oh. Maybe they came to New York to stop him. It wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've only come up with that theory on the spot, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. I'm pretty much trying to find a way to make them the good guys. I want to make the uh, potential child murderers the, the yeah, good yeah. guys. I mean, who hasn't shit in a toy house? You know, you go away for Look, a couple I, of beers. I think that's really funny. That's a great joke. If anybody, Just that alone makes me wish I'd watched the movie <laughs> this week. <laughs> if anybody out there wants to do that Christmas Eve, send us a picture. <laughs> In a toy shop, <laughs> we'll judge the best one, <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best shit yeah, in a toy house. Oh, that's so disgusting. Um, but no. well, it's more the expression on your face as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Even just send us a picture of you hiding in a toy house in a toy yeah. shop. Actually, you know what? In 2019, you probably shouldn't be doing that. You might get arrested. Over Christmas, I'm going to be around a lot of children of. A ton of nieces and nephews now, and you got to shoot. shoot no, no, but, but if if I find myself near a toy house, I'm gonna take a really funny selfie that looks like I'm taking shit, <laughs> right. and I'll put it on Discord. Oh. <laughs> if we happen to be in town during Christmas shopping period, which oh, is right okay. now, if if we can like get a picture of us both in one, that would be really funny. But so we have to do like we're we're going to wrap this up. But I think uh, we've just we have to defeat this little monster who's going to become the jigsaw killer. In the definitely in this one because like you're saying, he's like he's turned around and it changed and, him. It's and, like, like he's like, it's theory, like he's been to Nam and yeah, with your theory that like the dad did it on purpose to get rid of him so he could have a nice peaceful holiday in Florida or whatever or Miami whatever. It is. Um, well, maybe the dad. Is in on maybe the dad visited the boys in prison. <laughs> like, I'm sending him to New York. Well, like and... he has his bag and his credit card. Like, did he give him the boys his details? Like, I, I oh, will, yeah. I will, I will lose him because he could never know what what plane he's going to get on. So he's like, mm. I will work it that we lose him in the airport. Yeah, he'll, get he'll end up with my bag. I'll give him my bag. Here's all my info. You yeah, find yeah. your, you get in contact with your guys in the criminal underworld, and you track my information, and you'll yeah, be able probably, to find. There's probably very select cards in that bag. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that idea. I like that theory, and he's just like we. Um... So it's like it's essentially like the omen at this point. Yeah, because <laughs> I love the idea of like the TV series that's the, in between the two movies is 
parents being tortured by Kevin, who just has a weird combination of PTSD while also not having any empathy for human <laughs> life. And <laughs> every day he's just torturing the whole family and reliving things. Like, like I was saying, the paint cans off the stairs. Yeah, like, yeah. The dad's just getting oh, up yeah, on a that, Saturday morning like, and being hit in the face with a paint can. On the yeah, stairs. yeah, that's like, you hear about that where, with serial killers where like their first, there's a lot of serial killers where their first victim is kind of like a spur of the moment, a sporadic thing. And then they try and to then recreate it. they recreate it for the rest. Like yeah. it all lines up. Yeah, yeah. Like Jack the Ripper, his whole thing was, he was trying to, they didn't know what he was after, but he's like, he wanted that thing. Mm. And he was trying to figure it out. We hear about like the, the killers where they might like die. They like they'll kidnap somebody and dye their hair and stuff to uh, look like the first, their first victim. Yeah. Well, that was the thing with Ted Bundy, wasn't it? I was going to say that was the Trinity killer in Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ted Bundy wasn't it? That like a, I t- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm confusing this. There's some killer anyway where they were caught like late in life. Yeah. But once they were caught, they, they they realized there was some girl, some child, like there was 12 maybe, went missing in his neighborhood when he was like 16. Never yeah. a suspect, but years later when he was caught for all these other killings, they realized all his victims matched her description. Her description, yeah, so it's yeah. tear. And I think it is Ted Bundy. But... Like she was the first. God, this, like, this is a Christmas episode. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Have a great holidays, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But but with Kevin as well, like so, this, to go back to the start of the film, like so, he has that like m- falling out with his family at the start of the film. Yeah, as he does in the first one. But that's every day, every week but, in their household. But in the first one, he wakes up in the morning. They've all left. Yeah. So he never met. Like they never met. Peace. But in the second one, he's there. They go to the airport. They're back. Like, they're fine. Like, he's chatting with his dad to get the batteries off him. So it's like yeah. the, the blow-up that they had the previous night. is ha- over. It's gone. It's like, yeah. you know when you fight... Like, you do it with... Yeah. You know when you like, you a girlfriend or a wife in your case? You might have a fight and you sleep on it. And you don't even talk about it the next day. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and, and that's what it's like in this film. But once he gets to New York, he's all like, Oh, I made my family disappear. It's like, yeah, but, yeah. But you've calmed down. Like, why are you still? As I think about it more, everything in the first film is like it really is all a genuine mistake. Like he he he's punished and goes and sleeps in the attic because he didn't want to share a bed and all that. Like, there's there's loads of different reasons. And then there's the neighbor kid is being nosy and he gets counted. Yeah, when they're getting that's in brilliant. The, when they're getting kid. in the minibus and all that. Like, there's loads of those clever things that aren't in the second one so it's clearly it's all on purpose yeah yeah i really like that idea that the dad went to <laughs> i'm gonna say san quentin whatever <laughs> yeah so so is that how we survive it we just whether like that's what happened in the film or not i'd like to think it is but we would just do that we would like get in on that plan and we will try and like stop this kid from becoming so we're we're uh harry and marv yeah yeah working with the father yeah yeah and it, yeah, it's all planned. <laughs> it's, but also, it's also we're we're clearly psychopaths in that because this is like in 
I, I'm shocked Star Wars has come up so much in this episode. Yeah, yeah. But this is like in... What was the last Star Wars film called? Is in the Force Awakens? No? No, no that's, that's the first, the first one. one. Yeah, but the one that followed, like, episode eight. Oh, fuck. Well, it doesn't matter. But you know in that where it's revealed that Luke tried to kill... <laughs> yeah. Um... Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, he saw something in him or whatever, but like, you tried to kill a teenager while he slept. Yeah. That's. And it, yeah, it's implied that he's like, he was like 15 as well. Yeah, yeah. He's not the whatever 27 year old we see in the movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But are we just doing that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you killing baby Hitler? You know, it's. We're definitely not killing baby Hitler. Like, as bad as no. Kev seems, he's not baby Hitler. <laughs> no, but it's the kind of thing of like, but then, could you do that? Could you actually kill a baby, even if it's Hitler? You know, that's the, the better thing to do is to kidnap it and raise it to be good. You know, that's, yeah. yeah. Is that what you do? You sent back in time to kill baby Hitler, you just bring him back and raise him as your own? Yeah. Yeah. It's the easiest. And encourage him to be, to do more, uh, give more him lots of art lessons. And uh, <laughs> send him to art school and... Like tell him his art is good. He wasn't a great art. Like he, he was better than I'd be, but he wa- he was never going to be a no, famous I'd artist. Him, I'd, I'd get him some tutorials, you know. I would direct him towards a different field. Like he was trying to be an artist, whereas I think maybe if he went down, I know it was like HR. The third. Well, I was going to say like, <laughs> you know, in another ten years, like Disney animated films were going to be a thing. <laughs> and I don't think he was good enough to be on the main animation team but he could have worked on storyboards or done backgrounds he could have definitely done backgrounds well actually I've never seen I don't know I've only seen like pictures of dogs and shit so I don't know if his back he could have done storyboards he'd have been a, a fine storyboard artist he could have had a career there it's not he'd have been a cracking photographer a <laughs> 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 film by Adam Hitler so. um, the so um our christmas episode has been us talking about killing a child yeah. uh, serial killers how Raising Hitler. Uh, how <laughs> how if we raised hitler he would have been a storyboard artist on <laughs> disney movies <laughs> uh, should should we end it there <laughs> like, before this goes down a, a, a weird in route. conclusion for this one we'd definitely be the bandits no, not Kevin. And not Kevin. We'd be Which the... makes me more double down on that we definitely should have been Kevin in the first one. Because it's about who's trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Kevin is the 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 survivalist in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Because I know we'd finished that thinking maybe we should have been Harry and Marv. But actually... But that was more of a joke in the first yeah. one. But now it's like they are the ones... They're the underdogs in this yeah. this one. They're just strolling through New York, robbing some minding their own business, charity. just robbing people. Yeah, minding their business, <laughs> being petty thieves, which is a nice way because it's like they've gone from this like very sophisticated robbery to petty thieves in a way. Mm. And then, well, it seems like there is a lot of money involved, but their oh, plan they, is stupid this time around. Yeah, yeah, because they're desperate. Yeah. It's also just not. The whole well, point is, well John, written. they're trying to survive. 
But again, is their plan stupid because they're just trying to lay a trap for Kev? So as they can... Kev isn't struggling to survive in this movie at all. Not at all. The only time he had... Like, he sees the homeless woman with the pigeons and he's afraid of her. That kind of... I see why he's afraid of the old man, the first one, because there's all these legends that the kids tell each other. Yeah, yeah. But in the second one, he just seems like a little shit. Like, we're like... You just... Like, an extremely judgmental little prick. Like, oh, she's homeless, therefore she's scary. She was friendly. She's homeless. feeding pigeons, like, it's for grand. Yeah. Uh, very unhygienic, and he probably picked up a few diseases from being around her. But he shouldn't have been afraid. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, you know, there is that knows. weird scene, though, his first night in New York, where he's walking through town and everybody's acting all creepy, and I think even pros- uh, prostitutes are <laughs> like, hey, you want to spend the yeah. night with me like, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty weird. Yeah. I remember that from it. Yeah, it's very... Uh... That uh, implied so much of my view on New York up until probably my late teens. I think the point was, though, New York was like that then. Mm. Where it's not... Ne- now it's just a big it tourism was, trap. It was like. pre-what's-his-face. Uh, Giuliani. Yeah. Okay. Or probably around the time it was probably starting to clean up at that yeah. time. That man. He was like, he was like the hero of New York, yeah. And now he's like this Lunatic. mad man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, like, uh, I like know. I know people from he New York. Such a, he, like he was such a hero at the time. He he's still to a lot of new people from New York. He still is, and they're just like, kind of heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, do you know what it is? It's. It's part of like modern society, and you know we have social media and YouTube and like more mm. news coverage than ever before. It's like you shouldn't meet your hero. Yeah, but I think like part of me thinks that does he have early onset dementia as well? Like he like he's definitely not no. operating. It's it's celebrity. It's celebrity. Um, insanity it's you've been told for years you're amazing and you can do anything mm. and then yeah yeah and it, that like brainwashes you into yeah he's it. such a hero that yeah yeah it's it's the hero worship has gone to his head yeah yeah and he doesn't realize that like he's incriminating his client live on tv <laughs> yeah. every day <laughs> Die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Stay safe and be prepared. Have a nice apocalypse. <laughs> that is the weirdest end. <laughs> I have no idea where that episode went. That's uh, a strange episode. Uh, happy Christmas. I'm still recording. So yeah. Happy Christmas, motherfucker. Alright, <laughs> you filthy animal. Oh, that's a good one.